how do you know if memory lapses are just a memory lapse or something more worrying, such as the early signs of dementia and Alzheimer's disease in particular? The condition is called mild cognitive impairment, or MCI. About 7 or 8% of people in their 60s have MCI, rising to 1 in 4 people in their 80s. So as more people hit their 9th and 10th decades, the numbers with mild cognitive impairment will rise too. The pressure on the healthcare system is going to be enormous, which is why a group of experts have come together with recommendations about detecting, assessing and looking after people with MCI. One of the authors is Associate Professor Michael Woodward, who's Director of the Memory Clinic at the Austin Hospital in Melbourne. Welcome to the Health Report, Michael. Greetings, Norman. What are the symptoms of MCI that might cause concern and tell you that it's MCI rather than just cognitive decline? It's significant memory problems, repeatedly forgetting what we've been told or leaving items on or open. These are more significant than just occasionally leaving your keys somewhere and forgetting where they are. Is MCI early Alzheimer's? In many people, it will become Alzheimer's disease in the dementia stage. About 10% of people with mild cognitive impairment move on to the dementia stage of their illness every year, and about 60% of those is Alzheimer's disease. So many people will already have Alzheimer's pathology, but not yet in the dementia stage. Around about 20 or 30% will not ever develop more significant cognitive disorder, but MCI itself is a diagnosis, and we do need to accurately diagnose it to know how to manage it. No, we're not going to get through all 60 of your recommendations, but let's start with the tests, and you do recommend scans. Yes, it's good for most people to have at least one form of brain scan. CAT scans don't cut the mustard. We need something a bit more accurate. An MRI can be helpful. We can now get a what's called an FDG PET scan covered on Medicare, and that's very helpful in working out if there's underlying Alzheimer's or other pathology causing the MCI. When is it important for a GP to refer? GPs should refer when they have a patient who is quite concerned about their memory and when they do a basic screening test that shows, yes, there's something going on there. The test we recommend is called the the MOCA, but there are other tests that can be equally useful. Now, you do talk about mitigation and the sort of things that the GP could work with a person on, such as medications, lifestyle, air pollution, heart disease and so on. Just give us a quick sense of what you can do to reduce the effects of MCI or reduce its progression? So we should all be living our life as if we're going to have or or might have mild cognitive impairment because there is such a high risk. And that means we should make sure we're getting enough exercise, 40 minutes of exercise five times a week, a bit of huffing and puffing, not just a gentle stroll. We should eat a Mediterranean-type diet, plenty of green leafy vegetables and fish and not too much fat, not too much sweets. We should make sure we keep our brains stimulated, do something every day for about 30 minutes... And also keep our social networks active. Make sure we don't withdraw from our friends, our family and our community. And also treat depression and treat deafness. And you talked about air pollution. Yeah, that's interesting. That's shown up consistently as a risk factor for mild cognitive impairment and for dementia. Now, we can't easily move our home, but uh, we can do certain things to reduce the risk of being exposed to air pollution. And deafness is about social isolation. Not just that we're not hearing and therefore having trouble understanding what's being said. Our brain is not being stimulated by noise. And how safe are anaesthetics when you've got mild cognitive impairment? We don't say avoid anaesthetics, but we say that don't have unnecessary anaesthetics because there is some evidence that 
we can be worsened in our cognition after a general anaesthetic in particular. And if the anaesthetist knows that we already have mild cognitive impairment, they can make efforts to ensure that the impact of the anaesthetic is not as great as it might otherwise have been. Now, when I did my four corners on dementia, one of the things that was said, I think probably by you and by Henry Bradati, one of the other authors on the report, was that really people need multidisciplinary assessment in memory clinics. Do GPs in Australia have the right backup to get people properly assessed? There are certainly enough memory clinics around to see people at the moment. Ideally, a multidisciplinary memory clinic, in fact, where I am right now, we have pharmacists, neurologists, uh, uh, imaging specialists, uh, nurses, doctors, uh, access to speech pathology. That's the gold standard service. We might have to rely more, however, on imaging and less just on the multidisciplinary approach if we do get a swathe of people coming through because we are now getting drugs that are truly disease-modifying. So the process would be you've got mild cognitive impairment or a strong family history, you find something on, on the brain scan that might qualify you for one of these drugs. Should, in fact, these drugs be as um, effective as promised? I mean, at the moment, it's just a press release. Absolutely. And that's where these mild cognitive impairment guidelines or recommendations that have just been published come in. They give the general practitioner in particular a swathe of approaches to the person. But of course, the other thing is we need more research, particularly research in people who are at risk of mild cognitive impairment, people who have amyloid building up in their brain, but haven't yet even got symptoms. Michael, thank you. My pleasure. Professor Michael Woodward is Director of Aged Care Research at the Austin Hospital in Melbourne. You're listening to The Health Report. Listen to more great stories that take you beyond the headlines. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.